0: Oh,
1: recorded live.
0: Scuba Obsessed is a weekly podcast we talk about all things scuba diving from Cool New Gear, Place a Dive, and Scuba in the News. Scuba Obsessed episode 75 was recorded live July 28th, 2011. Welcome back to Scuba Obsessed. This is uh, we've, we've Got Power. I guess we'll, we'll name this show We've Got Power and uh, maybe some social networking. And I'd like to welcome uh, back to the show is Mac. How you doing, Mac?
1: Pretty good. Glad to be here again. And it's like a two-week vacation just about.
0: Yeah, it was like uh, we had a little bit of downtime. Finally got some power. Uh, I don't know what was going on. We had that storm that came through. It uh, came through the Midwest, uh, I think we, what there was probably about 60,000 homes in uh, Michigan, Indiana that didn't
1: have power. Yeah, I think the big thing is it didn't take out a single area. It took out a power line here, power line there. So it was scattered. And that's why it took so long to get the power back.
0: So that was two weeks ago. That's what took us out of doing recording. Uh, that, I think when I was down. I was without power. That happened on... Monday, I finally did get it back Wednesday evening, but I was so far behind with work, I pretty much had to put in all-nighters to catch up, so that wasn't good. And then the following week, about 5 p.m. on Thursday, I thought we were going to get that one recorded, then the power went out, a lone branch came down the power line about a mile and a half from here, took out 126 homes, and I was one of them. It came back on about 11.30 at night, but by that time I was done. I was in bed, and it was hot. That was one of those hot days. Luckily, the air conditioning had been on most of the time. But this time of year, we've been having some warm weather. 95 degrees days without air conditioning was a little rough.
1: Well, you dodged the billet last night, too, up in Grand Rapids. Uh, they had some real, real good storms up there. And my kid was out of her power and computer. And I don't know if she's got them back yet. So it could have been a little more south and hit us again.
0: Yeah, and then where we were, which we'll get yeah. on a little bit later in the show, we were actually on the water.
1: Yes, uh, we dodged the first storm and the second storm. We were Mister In Between. It turned out to be really, really nice. Now uh, was that
0: the was that that storm that we saw right when we came up when Jim was down in the
1: water? Uh, you mean the one that went north? Yeah, that was part of it. It's like, you know, you figure what? Eight miles away, you can just see that lightning, huge winds, and where we were, not a not a ripple.
0: No, no lake was actually laying down. But we have our normal news articles this week. We have some stuff to talk about. We have some, uh, we got the lobster mini season is starting down in Florida. We have the Underwater Racing League. Uh, Liberty Dad is jailed in the Bahamas on a Boy Scout trip. Uh, We have Browning cancels their sales and a few other articles that we'll be covering this week in the news. So let's go ahead and get those out of the way. First one up. I don't have any of these queued because I, d- I just considered that to be bad luck. I have that running and it was just gonna mess everything.
1: Well, I hope you have better luck on that version because mine didn't queue on that one either.
0: No, maybe we just took the website down. Well, we'll, well, let's go. We'll hit the second one and maybe that one will come back.
1: Oh, I just realized why because it wrapped it around. So when I went to it, it didn't take. I'm gonna try it and see if I get it to work.
0: Nah, for me, I think it was just a little bit of time it wanted to come up with, uh, watching the, the photo, the photo on this article is, uh, somebody doing an inspection for nitrox, which I'm, you know, it, wouldn't it be interesting to have a season like that? You know, like the equivalent of deer season we have in Michigan, but for diving, how many, how many people is this probably the the trigger for them to get back in the water? Lo- local dive shops in Florida say the divers are preparing for the annual lobster mini season madness. And I believe that starts tomorrow. Uh, nearly yeah, every Go ahead.
1: I say final week in July, yeah, that's what they said. So that would yep. be
0: you know. Yeah. They said uh oh in fact maybe it's going on now. Maybe that's why the chat room's a little light this week. The Treasure Cope dive shop owner plans to be very busy over the weekend as many divers try to get gear inspected and dive tanks filled before the season opens at twelve oh one AM Wednesday.
1: Oh yeah, then it's on now.
0: Yeah, so they're 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 diving right now. It's been real busy since a lot of people have been looking forward to mini season.
1: Well, two days, that's not even I mean, darn, Why would you call that a season? Is it only two days? Yeah, it's, uh twenty-seventh and run through midnight the twenty eighth. I mean they're in the water right now.
0: Right now. So they're when they get out the I, sh- I should have this edited and they can listen. Um, <laughs> well, if that's what's going on, what is uh Rick Sass? got going down is that is a mini season like a start off and then they got the full season
1: when you say sass i'm not sure what you mean by by them this is not sass
0: oh okay no no but he's got a trip going down there uh sass is one of our local dive shops and he has a lobster thing and when i was up there just this last week which we will get into a little bit later he was uh, trying to talk me into going down when they were doing their lobster hunt and that was like Five days and you're allowed so many lobsters a day. But I'm I'm looking a little bit farther down. The article it says uh the sport mini season dates are Wednesday and Thursday, last consecutive Wednesday and Thursday of July each year, each year. And then the regular lobster season is August 6th through March 31st.
1: OK, now that's the SAS one.
0: Yeah, but why why have a mini season?
1: I don't know.
0: That is odd. I mean, it's, huh.
1: And also, I think I don't remember which coast it is, but one's got the spiny lobster, and then which you know doesn't have the claws, and the other one does. Yeah. And then one of them's got that you can take one claw, but not the other one. Oh. So, huh. I've never done that, but it sure sounds intriguing. And is that happen- kind of
0: like the guys? I was just I was just having lunch with somebody this last week, and they're saying that that's how they used to do frog legs.
1: One leg and not the other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, they'd actually take both the back leg, throw them in, and then the fish would eat them. I'm sure there's a bunch of people cringing right now at that image. <laughs> Uh, so, but they say the, ba- but they have a little mini two day season and then it goes August 6th through March 31st. I mean, that's, that's like a drop in the bucket and then a fire hose. I mean, that's, that's, yeah. that's like uh how many months is that? Six?
1: And 12, 12 per person per day?
0: Yeah. Six per, six per person per day for Monroe County, uh, and Biscayne National Park and 12 per person per day for the rest of Florida. Possession limit on the water is equal to the daily bag limit, which means if you're on the water, don't have them. You can't like you can't, you know, float in the water for three days and then build up. You got to come back to shore and get them off the boat because if they pull you over, they're assuming anything you have in that boat you caught that day. Possession limit off the water is equal to the daily bag limit on the first day and double the bag limit on the second day. Possession limits are enforced on and off the water. Well, that's interesting because Rick was saying that it was every day, so he must have some special trick. Uh, minimum size limit must be larger than 3-inch carapace measured in the water. A measuring device is required to be of the diver at all times. If you do not have a measuring device, they will be ticketing you a recreational saltwater fishing license, and a crawfish permit are needed for the harvest.
1: Now, isn't that interesting? Why would you need both? seems like you'd need one or the other.
0: Well, that's probably (laughs) like what we've got. you got a fishing license, and then we got a trout stamp.
1: That's correct, yeah.
0: Yeah, so this is probably the same. I mean, you you know why. They get more money that way.
1: Well, yeah.
0: (laughs) No egg-bearing lobster may be harvested. I'm hoping that that's pretty easy to tell. Uh, bag limits apply only to those actively harvesting no device may be used that crushes or spears exoskeleton
1: i mean you gotta catch them by hand huh
0: yep just stick out your tongue and have them bite, clamp on then that that's what you can do that way you don't have to use your hands
1: well i'm reading this other thing here this guy here nets a lobster spiny lobster at 90 feet of water you don't have a lot of hunting time at 90 feet
0: yeah why uh, it seems like you'd Try, I guess you go where the lobsters are, and you. Everybody's probably got their their spots. Um, you know, from what I've I've seen on some of the National Geographic specials on lobsters, they they have that little march where the lobsters are all walking in line. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm picturing there's like little trails down there.
1: I wonder if you could have a you know a diving thing you could do up there in the Bering Strait for those crab and lobster, you know, crab and lobster down there, not lobster but crab and. You know, Filio, and what's the other one, the big one?
0: Oh, yeah, they, they had a Pelio crab, and then the uh, oh, it'll come to me because you're talking yeah. about deadliest catch up there where you're they right. show. I
1: mean, if if they can do that, I mean, can you go down and dive that? Obviously, that's going to be a little deep. I think a lot of that's like 230 feet, but there's places not even that deep. You
0: know, that that would be an interesting question. You know, if you could go and and dive that, I'll have to do some research on that. Not yeah, that, that I... I really picture being in the Alaska-Bering Straits. Yeah, you know, mid January with seas 12 to 20 feet would be the best way to do it. But now something else a little bit different that uh, not directly part of the story, but according to state law, any boat with a diver overboard must display a red and white dive flag unfurled by sniffers, <laughs> stiffeners, with a minimum dimension of 20 by 24 inches,
1: which is bigger than ours.
0: Right. But then any diver working from the beach. And not near a boat must have a 12 by 12 minimum flag. So they got two different sizes.
1: Which is smaller than ours.
0: Right. See, ours is, um, what was it, 16 by 13? I, should...
1: I couldn't tell you right off. <laughs>
0: we'll have to look that up. But maybe that that might be something for the website, put together what all the laws are. Uh, well, that...
1: different states, it's going to be different. Because even here, and I was just looking at something the other day that I, I knew about, but we really didn't put in perspective, except, you know, they're enforcing the die flag over there at Gull Lake. Mm-hmm. They had a link on Sass's up there that was talking about And I noticed it out here the other day for the lake, our flag, meaning the red flag with the white stripe, 200 feet from the flag, divers to come up 100 feet within 100 feet of the flag. If you're flying the alpha flag, it's 100 feet for the boaters around you. So it's less for the alpha flag than it is the regular flag.
0: Yeah, I didn't pick up on that. That is interesting. I know that there was some talk about making them both mandatory, but they decided that only the dive flag is mandatory
1: well inland lake because one would have been the reason they thought about it was because it's intercoastal i mean you got major traffic from all countries on the great lakes
0: mm-hmm, and
1: correct the, some of the europeans or asians or whatever might not realize what the dive flag is but they would the alpha flag
0: okay that makes sense
1: in a perverse sort of way <laughs>
0: uh lobsters are always seen to be around when uh around weather diving the first live warm reef off Pepper Park, 15 feet of water, or swimming out 40 feet. So you don't have to be down there 90 feet to to get them. I would I would agree with you. I would stay shallow.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, Rick was describing a uh, you know his son went and two years ago had tried to to get a lobster and, and missed out at the end on a, a really big lobster. He's coming up, so uh, he's a little bummed. And this last year he made he said he made up for it. You know about a you know a thousand pounds of air, and then he saw one and rick said he could see him swoop on over and grab him so he's making that dive trip sound awful attractive Mm -hmm. because because what they do i guess is that they uh they take the tails off and then they bring them up and then eat them i i'm my family's from maine i I like boiling fresh eating right there if i could light a fire on the beach i'd be cooking them
1: i would go with that i happen to like that stuff
0: yeah. See, I don't have anybody to bring it home to. I, I guess my, my mom and dad would be, but yeah, you know, my wife, you know, she has no interest in any of that sort of stuff. The next one, since we're already talking about Florida, the underwater racing league is returning to Broward. The formula H2O, uh, is continuing to gain popularity. Uh, this weekend, the underwater racing circuit makes its second trip to Broward County, Broward County. Um, Competitors are using uh, the underwater dive propulsion vehicles, underwater scooters, um, and propelling them in a predetermined track around the artificial reef. Now, doesn't that sound cool? I'd love to have something like that. We we could do it. With the visibility we've had, though, you'd almost have to do it at depth, wouldn't you think?
1: Yes. It would sound like it.
0: Yeah. So uh, I I would say maybe we would have the cold uh, and deep circuit for that, a little bit of handicap for them. Uh, official race begins at 8 a.m. July 31st, $45 entrance fee, which does not include the boat ride to the race site. Spectator boat is available for $30. As interest in the racing series continues to grow, uh, the league hopes to add additional races so that most people can experience a truly unique underwater activity. We're trying to make it bigger and better every year, and the website is www.wreckracingleague.com. See, ours? I think we could do ours actually around wrecks. <laughs> I think theirs is around a wreck too, don't they? Use one of their lar- the one of the large intentionally sunken artificial reefs. So I, we yeah. w- we could actually use uh, an unintentionally. I mean, you know, like the Havana. Yeah, that would be a, that could be a good spot for it.
1: It'd Be awful crowded down there.
0: Yeah, you you got to put markers up. I think is how they do it. You gotta, yeah you you, you don't want to do the little track. <laughs> You'd have to spread it out a little bit. Okay, the next article up is Liberty Father spends four days in Bahama jails after a bullet is found in his bag. Uh, the 40-year-old man, he had been uh, scuba diving with Boy Scouts on a trip. In his pouch as he was leaving Bahamas, they found a thirty-two caliber bullet. He says, sometimes I take his pouch when I'm traveling and going in the woods hunting. Lap explained, a bullet managed to get through security checkpoints at uh, – uh kci when he departed through security in nasa but lap said different case when he tried to return home and at the very front of the pouch i had receipts and reaches in and pulls out a bullet and he was flabbergasted i had no idea i thought he was going to join up with us i wasn't until i got home and then realized that he was in a jail cell his son alex uh, he's placed under arrest for possession of ammunition he says he was confined to a cell with no bed alone for four days and three nights I came to realize that I was being treated better than the other prisoners. I was not handcuffed at the time when they left my cell. Oh, at the time when I left my cell. He realized he had done something that was a mistake, and he does not blame the Bahamas government. I broke the law. This is unfortunate, but I had no plans to do that. All charges were dismissed against Lap. Besides spending time with his family, he said the first thing he's going to do is get some sleep. Oh, my goodness. I did
1: it take four days before they realized that was like a stupid item as opposed to deliberate with intent.
0: I don't think they probably ever realized that. I think they just uh, – that's probably how their legal system down there works. Yeah, probably went to a judge and they went, well, okay, time served. Get out of here. Don't do it again.
1: Four days and three nights? <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's for a days you in I, your I, pocket. I, the American embassy representative?
0: Well, yeah, I'm thinking that maybe his he wasn't too connected or didn't have somebody work the system, and I, we're just assuming that they could have very well. The other, you know, we're we have it good here,
1: big time good.
0: Yeah, you, you, uh, I, you, there's a couple shows on TV now. They have uh, Arrested Abroad. Of course, many of those people does, <laughs> that are in the show deserve to be arrested. The usually uh, theme of the show seems to be drug smuggling. Uh, you know, and I can understand if a country has a rule that you don't bring ammunition or weapons in. Uh, I can understand that, um, you know, maybe a heavy fine in this case, especially once they yep. figure out that he wasn't going to be doing anything. I, I know, you know, as a past mounted police officer, there were times when I'd have a bullet in my pocket when I'm off duty. You just, you know, the stuff goes in the nightstand, you're moving change in and out, it's dark. So,
1: you know, luckily. One bullet? I mean, come on. If you're well, going to sneak something in on purpose, ain't going to be one bullet. A 32 caliber. I mean, it could have
0: been a... Yeah, I know. I agree with you. So, but uh, at least he got his diving in. You know, in a, in a certain aspect, if it was me, you know, the, the the light at the end of the tunnel or the positive thing is I got to dive in before I got arrested. Yeah. So, uh, in fact, I, I wonder if he can get back into the country. They're going to let him in.
1: Obviously, uh, he's already back would isn't
0: he? Well, he's back in the U.S., but I'm wondering if he's going to... Yeah, the U.S., they don't care. Uh, They'll let him back in, but... Uh, Bahamas if he if he can return uh, this next article is when we reported on it was Brownie's cancels letter of intent to acquire U S one scuba which is a little odd I thought it was odd of the purchase and now it's odd that they're canceling the sale uh, we are disappointed when, I, when unable to reach a mutually agreeable terms to acquire U S one scuba we were in meaningful discussions with a number of interested parties who embraced our concept and remain confident their acquisition strategy will lead to some positive results for our shareholders. That is just plain odd. Why would you make the announcement that you were acquiring them before you really had and then back out?
1: I don't know. I, I just read this statement here, and you're talking about... In their verbiage, they talked about anticipates, intends, plans, seeks, believes, estimates, expects to be forward—you know—forward-looking statements based on our current expectations of future revenues. And yeah. then from that, they talked—they got into this company's risk factors, and that must have been something to do with it.
0: But that, that could be. Um, but a lot of those things they have to say. So if you go and look at any of the, uh, any of the, the statements, they're going to have that disclaimer at the end. Uh, wow. that's, that's the posts Enron scandal stuff that's required in my day job. That was one of the things I used to always have to do was, uh, make sure that everything was legal in relation to information moving, transpiring, being communicated. So yeah, that's, uh. Uh, the one thing that we n- never seem to have an inability to do is add more laws. Yeah. And then the next article we have up is actually a press release from DEMA, and it's uh, this year at the DEMA Awards Party taking place. They have two new recipients. Uh, Peter A. Hughes has been named one of the most innovative, enduring force of diving industry of the last 40 years. His contributions to development, promotion, safety of diving have been significant, positive gold, and industry-wide impacts. He begins a lifetime of diving accomplishment when he first learned to dive in 1957 at the age of 10. Since then, he has logged 1,000 dives in countries around the globe. And then uh, and the other one who's being brought in is Fraser Bathgate's personal achievements have transformed the recreational diving for people with disabilities, including development of special undersuit, webbed gloves, weighted harness, flexible fins. Always an innovator, Bathgate also devised a swimming technique that combined hip rotation with the use of the arms for underwater propulsion, a breakthrough breakthrough methodology that has opened up underwater mobility to thousands of disabled individuals. Bathgate turned to scuba diving in 1975 when a climbing accident left him paralyzed. Fighting freedom underwater was no longer available to him on dry land. He committed himself to diving in 1994, became the world's first paraplegic PADI instructor in addition to revolutionary accessibility for disabled individuals participate scuba diving through his role as a technical advisor, the PADI organization for training people with disabilities. Bathgate was instrumental development of an accessibility award for PADI dive centers, resorts whose facilities are handicap friendly. So that, that is amazing.
1: So that's, it'd be interesting to see how he functions uh, when he's actually doing a class. Obviously he has to have uh, assistance himself.
0: Yeah, I I mean, there would be ways to do that. Um, yeah, I think part of it would have to be is that you control your sites very closely, uh, you know, probably with the platforms. You probably have a platform at the surface that he can hold on to. Oh, i was just
1: yeah. looking from the aspect, if I was doing open water with new students, uh, being able to do um, – and assist somebody in an emergency situation. Seems like that would be very hard to do. So I'm quite sure he must have some kind of uh, or a lot of secondary instructors or associates to help him out.
0: Yeah, a lot of dive masters for assistance. Mm-hmm. I would think that would make sense.
1: Yeah. But I can understand how he would be a leader because he's he's been through it himself. He knows the challenges. And to be in a pool environment, encouraging the other people have got you know that's got to be great because he's been there, done that, got the t-shirt.
0: Certainly. And then he's a believer. has to be uh, very powerful to, to see what he's doing.
1: Yeah. I'd like to see that uh, program they did on him.
0: I bet I bet if we YouTube, we should be able to find something. I was going to
1: say I should have probably looked that one up because that was 2002 <laughs> uh, BBC documentary, Episodes of Lives Less Ordinary. So I, I'll have to look that up because that is interesting. Uh,
0: this next one is Scientists Study BC Lake for Potential Link to Life on Mars. Long before scientists and astronauts from NASA and the Canadian Space Agency descend on BC caribou in search of uh, microbialites, potential clue to life on Mars, uh, there was Doug Pemberton and Vancouver Presardio Dive Club. Uh, Let's see if we can get something out of here. He says, hey, there's coral growing here. What are you talking about? No, not really. There's coral. They returned to the vehicle, got a scuba scuba gear, and went for a dive. They got in. Out of their scuba gear, returned their vehicle, got out, of scuba, went for a dive in depths close to 20 meters. Why would you get out of? Sc- oh, got out. Okay, never mind. A little brain lock there. They they went and got their scuba gear to do the scuba gear to do a dive to 20 meters. And they said, "Holy crap! It looked like brain coral." Okay. Uh, they took the samples to the University of British Columbia uh, to a freshwater biologist for identification, but got back a rather deflating leather. It Seems to think they were just calcium carbonate, so he left it at that.
1: Sometimes I think the titles are deliberately obtuse to get you to click and see what that is. Yep. AOL does that, and I hate that. Not that not Wikis, but uh, what the heck's the other one that's always doing that? Yeah,
0: there's a lot of them, so you got to kind of filter in. But yeah. what I thought was interesting was this: the fact that uh, they were using scuba diving and just underwater as a looking for some. Uh, potential life and just how these microbes are making these formations. And well, this, it's
1: me, lake. is once they're finding on those uh, vents, at the bottom of the ocean. Oh,
0: yeah. The, the straight
1: the, hydrogen sulfide or gases. Oh, or yeah. High temperatures. And they're actually finding items that live there. Yeah, now, that's freaking amazing.
0: Well, I kind of believe them that that would be a good indicator of where some life could have originated. Certain types of life are going yeah, to, there's a lot of energy there, and that's what life needs to survive. So, yeah, that 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 is absolutely amazing. Uh when they did that, I, I could remember uh some of the early videos of that. It just not where you would expect it. And, then there, and there's also people doing research in caves for no light, no surface, uh to see how, you know, what type of microbes and animals are forming there.
1: I, I noticed uh back when I was younger and did a little bit of spelunking that it amazed me to find albino fish And items like that that were, you know, had never seen light. So you go down with a light and you dive into one of their ponds or their pools. And it's like that's that's really different.
0: Yeah. The some of those uh, blind catfish, you know, they just have no need for seeing light or benefit for seeing light. So they don't.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Spelunky. That's another thing I want to try sometime. Um, And then this is another one. This is a kind of friend of the show. Uh, this Montreal scuba diving they've launched an online reservation and management system for renting dive gear. Uh, and I did some research actually on this and there's many places that are doing it uh, or there's software that's available to do it. And so they've, they've actually started doing it. Well, it makes sense. I think, uh, you know, online reservation systems have been available for different types of business. And it just makes sense going and doing it for scuba diving. So Darcy, uh, carrion uh, up there in Montreal, they, they seem to have a nice program going up there.
1: So how, I mean, how does that work? Do, do you said you researched a little bit?
0: Yeah. Well, what you would do is you would be registered and it's kind of like, uh, uh back when I was doing software for the video rental industry, you could do it too. It just, it, it was a hassle for that, but you go to their website, you sign in and you say what date you're going to dive and that you need to rent some gear and it will actually put a reservation in the system for you. So,
1: but the place that you're going to go has to be in the system is what you're saying. Though.
0: Well, you're actually, in this case, you're going right to their website. So it's but, not like I'm just going on to any website and saying, I want to rent some gear. I'm actually going to the, the total diving website.
1: It's total like, diving. if I wanted to go to Wolf's, you're saying it's specific to Wolf's. Yes. Okay. That, that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And, but and I'm sure I, somebody could do a nationwide system if you had these independent ones. Uh, it's, it's an interesting idea. Uh, there's nothing keeping it from happening. Uh, it just has to be enough of a benefit for it. Also, I, th- I think, uh, the, you know, a lot, I don't think a lot of dive stores renting is their real desire, but you could see where this could come in handy. Uh, you know, like some of the stuff we're doing, say there was a camera we wanted to rent. You know, you could, you know, nine at night, you go, oh crap, I want to make sure I get it tomorrow. Look, see that it's available, uh, reserve it. And then you go in the store and pick it up.
1: That's true. Uh
0: you know, and obviously you've got to have some sort of account with them I would think in advance because you you know they they probably want your credit card and some sort of deposit or something
1: mm-hmm.
0: okay and then this uh, next one before we get to the potentially cool scuba gear is a scuba diving Bobcats find the right club and uh, what made this one interesting to me was just uh, we had something similar here where this is uh, the Bobcats is actually a Texas university uh, mascot. So Texas students have taken to the underwater and uh, the Texas state diving club was officially established in 2010 in hopes of increasing student interest in diving, promoting education on the bodies of the water surrounding San Marcos. So I just think if you got a dive shop, you, you should be encouraging this. You know, there's been a few dive shops I've been in uh, that are close to universities and just the traffic, you know, is huge from a college. You get a lot I, of go ahead. I
1: would say SAS I think is probably the best example I know of that that solicits from the university crowds because I know they teach at Lake uh LMC, they teach at Western and they have their activities like their Wednesday night dives, and some of those are extremely well attended. You know, and they support that by making sure you can have rental during the day for that. Exactly. So, this it is a good item. It'd be nice to see a lot more people do it. Yeah. And it yeah, is interesting yeah. why most dive places don't necessarily have a dive club.
0: Well, and, and I would say that you would support multiple dive clubs. You know, like uh, you know, we've got our dive club, uh, a college dive club. Because the nice thing if it's a if it's a school organization is just you you'd then build up the mechanism for the turnover that would happen as people graduate and become new divers.
1: Yeah.
0: So excellent, excellent idea. And then potentially cool scuba gear. This one was Oceanic, uh, and I don't think this is exactly a new item. Uh, when we were at the uh, dive show in Chicago last year, they had these, or not, not by Oceanic, but by somebody else. But what they are is they're meant as a backup computer. Uh, they're calling it BUD, Backup Device Dive Computer um you clip it off it in your pocket you uh and forget about it you should never have to use it but if you do it will be there to save your next dive um like because uh what uh actually um uh, oh, what was um uh, bob sweeney he's he's got something similar and he's gotten his gear and that's actually what he downloads to his computer instead of monkeying around with some you know, some of his fancier computers. Uh, he just uses this little one. It's got a USB and it holds like a thousand dives. You know, it takes measurements every so many seconds, and it's got a built-in USB and he just plugs it in. And I think it was only a couple hundred bucks. But uh, Oceanic, this is uh, something that they're doing, so uh, a good idea.
1: What'd it cost?
0: Of course, they don't say. It's it's not I available was yet. i looking for some
1: more information because it looks like the hockey puck type that you just put in a carry thing. So I'm just curious of the cost of it. And oh, then you get people like me who don't normally use a computer. I just use a clock and the tables. That might be an interesting backup to even that if it's yeah. not that expensive. I mean, I don't need all the bells and whistles.
0: Yeah. Well, this one, it uh, um, you know, what I was thinking about on it is you know, if you're doing nitrox, you've got to change. So I'm guessing it's a non-nitrox computer, but you could be conservative and just use air tables all the time.
1: And that's what I do anyway when I'm yeah. on nitrox.
0: Yeah. And and what my thought of what they're doing is it's a normal dive computer because you, you figure dive computers is a fancy, you know, digital watch you with know, the pressure housing. So they probably just re- remove a few of the features that a full-blown dive computer has. And, you know, box. Yeah, I I mean, how much would you say this would be worth?
1: I, that's why I was curious. I have not a clue. Um,
0: for a backup? Yeah, I don't know. It, it'd have to have some things for me to need it for a backup. Because if you're... if <laughs> If you're good at keeping track of your records, I, mean, I know what their idea is. If you're the diver and you're going down to Florida and you're going to be doing three-day three, three day dives and you haven't really been keeping up on your gear 100% and your computer has a dead battery and dies you know, halfway through your first dive, if you follow the training, it says that you should, you're should you done for the day. You, know, you don't get back in the water because once you lose your computer, that's it. I mean, even if you put a battery in and get it back up, you've lost all that information, and so they just take a conservative approach. To me, if you're planning your dives and you're doing the dive tables and you know what you did, then you can go off the dive table. But I bet the idea behind this is that this is uh, to back up should you lose your primary. Uh, Mm -hmm. It does have time to fly, uh, says um, conservative factor setting. Oh, it does have nitrox, though, 50%, so they must have a button where you can change the nitrox. It looks like a pretty decent device. Uh, okay, it's two hundred
1: ninety-nine ninety-five. Two ninety-nine
0: ninety-five?
1: That's what I just looked up. I found huh. one. You know, uh, this, discovertoys.com Yeah, that's not, that would be too bad. Okay, yeah, modified uh, DSAT database, conservative uh, adjustments, altitude adjustment, automatic altitude adjustment, like you said, air and nitrox. Max depth is 100 meters. I'm not going to go that far down. Uh, no deco, deco time remaining display. That's what I would like. Interesting.
0: 100 meters, that's pretty good.
1: Yeah, uh, user-replaceable battery.
0: User-replaceable, that's unusual.
1: Uh, yeah, that's also good. Yeah, huh. But I, I think it's interesting because, like, if you look at the Mares uh, Puck computer Nitrox, that sells for 300 bucks.
0: Oh, well, yeah, so it's about the same price.
1: For that one, most of the other ones though were almost double that.
0: Yeah, I want to say that's about what I paid for mine. Mine was probably about six hundred dollars by the time you're all done.
1: And looking yeah. at the facing of the mirrors, uh, they look quite similar.
0: I have an idea. There's probably only about three or four companies making most of the name brand dive computers, and then you got your specialties like your Shearwater and and those.
1: Yeah, still though, three hundred cheaper. You know, for that for the basic needs. You know, a lot more palatable for me if I wanted to back up. I mean, because a good dive watch, you know, dive timer, mm-hmm. you're talking 80, 90 bucks there. It's something to think about.
0: It is. I mean, it'd be nice so it's less expensive, but you figure, I don't know, can you really get, I mean, 200 would be great. Hey, we got ogs in the chat room. Uh, but uh, 300, that would be, yeah, you know, at least it's new. I guess that's the other part of it. You know, it's a, it's a new dive computer because I'm sure you can, out there in a the second-hand market, find a lot of good computers for for less than that.
1: Mm-hmm. Wouldn't surprise me.
0: Okay, so that does it for the news. Uh, this this week's theme of the show. I thought that we talk about a little bit of social networking. Seems to be that uh, you know online social sites uh, are in the news recently. Oh, we have a five-star iTunes review. Let me see if I can can pull that up. We appreciate those. So if you ever want to go and Leave us one, and we'll we'll make sure we give you a good thanks for it. Takes me a second to get there. While
1: well, you're looking for that, our flag is fourteen by sixteen with a three and a half inch stripe. Compared to what we were talking about earlier when they were talking about flags,
0: ours was uh, fourteen by
1: sixteen. That's Michigan. Three and a half inch white stripe, and then the uh, Alpha flag, and then it said vessel vessel Shinavi operated within two hundred feet of a buoy diver flag. Divers shall stay within a surface area of 100 feet of the flag. And then they talked about the uh, alpha flag. It says maintain a safe, safe distance of at least 100 feet around the vessel. Watch for divers. And again, vessels displaying the safety flag. So signal flags should be could be moored, anchored, drifting, or slowing, towing divers. Uh, I just remember diving, doing boat dives. Um, and I won't call it a drift dive, but I'd be working on the bottom, and the boat would be going with me. We always use the alpha flag.
0: That make, that kind of makes sense.
1: Well, uh, yeah, because it's not in the lake. You're out there in the, in the river uh, fed into Lake Michigan.
0: Well, iTunes is, is a little slow. We'll blame the Internet connection. At least we got power this week. So while that's going on, um, just kind of want to get out there. I mean, there's a lot of discussion on social websites. And what we're talking about is Facebook or Twitter or Google Plus is the newest one. But, uh, and then, uh, you know, anything, really anything online that is social, that's what we call social networking. But, but to me, the, the original social networking is actually scuba diving. I mean, all things start with scuba diving, but, uh, I mean, that, that's the real reason to scuba dive is the, is the social aspects of it. So anything that brings that together online is welcome, but I haven't seen anything to date that has been that really great, uh Social gathering, you know, kind of like what we we wanted this show to be—that that that post dive discussion you have at the your local watering hole—and you just don't. It's just not the same online. Uh, Well, you you see,
1: I think the closest to that I think is the Gilboa. That's social. Remember when they normally get together for the first dive of the year there? Yeah, that's a social, and it looks like the last one or. Towards the end of the year, there's another get-together. Now, that that's a social item. That's,
0: yeah, that absolutely. is. And, and I think that's some of the best ways to do it is to actually have events. I mean, people want to dive. So when you do the you know the, the meets and meet and greets, as we've called them, uh, those are excellent, uh, excellent things to do. And just, it's just a matter of getting the, the, the dates out there. Uh, I mean, I don't think they have to have a lot of planning but uh, just to pick some nice spots that people want to dive and are friendly accommodations and for us in the midwest the quarries tend to be those type of events but when yeah, it comes to but when it comes to an online space yeah. i just haven't really seen anything yet you know we've got uh, message boards you've got uh, scuba board is a good one another one is zen diving that rich Senewick at diver sync uh ha- tends to be a big fan on
1: uh, i i I don't get on scuba board very much anymore. Uh, it was a novelty at, at first, but when I do, it's because I'm looking for some specific information on a diving technique, piece of equipment, or the one I do look at is what did you find lately? I always like that one. I'm nosy. I like to see what other people are finding, but I think everybody sort of specializes or focuses in for their area and their particular area of expertise or their area that they like. And there's so much out there. It's, it's tremendous.
0: Well, what's nice about some of those websites is just the broad breadth of people that you can get in contact with. There's people throughout the world that we can connect with through the Internet. I mean, we've got Claire. uh, Most of the people who have been on this program, we've met either through Facebook or Twitter. Uh, But, uh, I mean, while it's great to get some communications going, I mean, nothing beats the actual diving and meeting with people. And there's just there isn't an authoritative place, I would say, that people want to go to. And I don't I don't necessarily think that needs to be an objective for scuba diving or scuba dive businesses or scuba divers. But uh, I'm always looking for that kind of that extension of the dive. You know, you got the dive, you got the the post dive briefing and then that spot between. And we've tried to create a little bit of that. You've got the scuba obsessed website and com, the, the Mud Club website to get people together and talk about dives and share what they see. I mean, Mac, you've got some amazing pictures of treasure you have found.
1: Yeah. But I wish a lot more people would contribute and they wouldn't necessarily have to be muddies. I'd love people from someplace else to say, Hey Mac, here's a, what we've been finding in our neck of the woods. Yeah, Like I'd I'd like to see somebody from California or or weird little places like that, uh, missile silos. Those guys went dove, you know, picture of that that'd be awesome to look at. It certainly would be.
0: So, uh, not that I meant this to be a pitch for the website, but if anybody wants to post those set of things, you've got the Scuba Obsessed fan page you can head on over. Uh, we've also have the forums, which I've been doing a lot of time policing recently. Also, if you want to be involved with Scuba Obsessed in our mini projects, go ahead and drop us a line at the show at scubaobsessed.com. Or if you just want to chat with me, you can do that at darren at scubaobsessed.com. Uh-huh. Um, because we are looking for some volunteers, some people to man the the uh, forums. Uh, we're about ready to do another upgrade to the forums here in the next couple of weeks, as soon as I get some downtime where I can upgrade the software 2.0. That forum software is out, so we'll get that going. But uh, also, the newest one is Google Plus, which I've been playing around. Uh, thank you to. Uh, oh, and I gotta. I'm gonna be bad at this. It's a. Uh, it's one thing people should do is they should uh, come up with uh, fairly. Uh, easy names for their businesses, but I'll, I'll give a plug in the show notes. It's a travel company out of California who, uh, gave me my Google invite that I was begging for. So thank you. I don't know if she wants her name out there, so I'll just, we'll just, uh, give her a link to her business, but, uh, but Google, it's kind of interesting. I don't know, Mac, do you do much with Facebook or any of those sort of services?
1: I'm pretty much limited. Uh, my Facebook is jumpers I jump with, divers I dive with, flyers I fly with, uh-huh. and it's it's pretty small. But I know everybody in my Facebook, and uh-huh. I associate with everybody on my Facebook. I mean, if if you're not, if you're there, I know you. Yeah. You know what well, I mean?
0: and, and and I think that's some of the best ways to do it. You know, the the people who have a, a ton of friends they don't know. Uh, you know that doesn't make sense, but
1: and some of it is business. I I do know someone who's got like two thousand, but they're in the business, like for jumping, for example. He's a he's a representative for a parachute firm and a parachute rig, and he is out there all the time, everywhere. He's a wild and hardy guy, and it's it's fun just to look at his exploits. So you know I can understand why he's got so many people watching him.
0: Yeah, in in that. Uh... That company I was talking about was Lucid Blue Travel, Lucid Blue Dive Travel. Uh, they have an interesting idea of what they're doing, and they got a website launching here pretty soon. So we'll get a link to that once it gets going. And that was uh, Stacy from over there at Lucid who uh, uh, got me the invite. So thanks go out to her. Uh, but Google, what I like about Google is uh, they have this concept called circles. So what you can do is you create these circles, and what I did is you know, as you can guess is I've got a diving circle and I've got a podcast circle and a technology circle. And what you do is, is you friend people or you, cause you got the idea of friends or people, you know, or there's just people who you follow and then you drop them into those circles. So if I'm going to talk about scuba diving, I can drop what I'm talking to. And I can say, I only want my, the people, in my scuba diving circle to see that. So kind of an interesting idea. Plus they have this idea of called hangouts, which is a, like a little video chat. So I'm thinking about coming up in the future, we might do that for some live video streaming of the podcast when we get a little bit more sophisticated is taking a look at that Google plus. So a new service out there. Uh, And then Twitter is always a great, uh, it it seems to be good for just throwing stuff out, but it's not so good for being able to listen uh, because if you're not on and looking, it's almost like TV. If you're not looking at the TV, when something's being broadcast live or you didn't think to record it then you're going to miss it so if at 6 p.m you said something i get on at nine if that's already scrolled off the list i'm, I'm never going to see what you said so we're in the early days of this but uh will be interesting to keep an eye out for what it means for scuba diving and speaking of scuba diving we got some scuba diving in this last few weeks
1: i think we've done pretty well this last month
0: yeah, uh, a ton, a ton, a ton of diving. So these last, so these last two weeks where well, we didn't have the show, they haven't been wasted. Uh, it's hard to even remember back two weeks, isn't it, Max? So uh, I
1: would have to go back to the, the site <laughs> and look for the what did we do thing. I couldn't tell you. We've been that busy.
0: Well, let's uh, let's see. I think we've done uh, a couple uh, wrecks out in Lake Michigan a few times. We also did uh, Gull Lake go ahead
1: we've been out there a lot
0: we, we've been out a lot so we did uh Gull lake this last weekend we had a mud club uh picnic uh this wasn't the greatest but water temperature oh my gosh that was it, it it's actually getting almost too hot for a wetsuit but uh once you get below the thermocline you realize why well, you're wearing it cuz it's still got kind of chilly what was what was it at depth do you remember that was uh
1: she was still in her or it was still in the seventies at 30 feet. You had to get past that thermocline around 35 feet. Yep. And it's the same thing in Lake Michigan. Remember, uh, yep. 74, 75 on the surface at 30 feet, it was 74. You had to get down to 40 feet to hit that magic number. And it dropped like 20 degrees real quick.
0: Yeah. So, um, oh, that, but that was great. So, yeah, you know, let's let's talk about at least our most recent dive. We won't bore everybody with the details of all the dives, but the most recent dive, which was actually last night. We yesterday afternoon and in the evening we got in Lake Michigan. We dodged the storms. There was uh storms came through uh and then gosh we got out in the boat and it was a little choppy going out. I think we had two to three foot waves, I would call those. Yes. On, yes, on the I, way out. And what I was interesting about, see, um, and I'm all over the place in this conversation, but uh, i like to thank, and this is hard for me to do, the University of Michigan for putting the buoys out there. Uh, they put a well, brand new buoy out there in, in Lake Michigan. I don't know if it's a new buoy, but... It's recent. I think it's only been out there maybe a month or so, isn't it, Mac?
1: Yes, but making it available to the population. uh, They're doing that environmental study, and part of that's through the uh, American Electric Power Company. It's offshore about two and a half miles off of the uh, Donald C. Cook nuclear plant, and it's a wonderful item. We ought to make sure you put out the um, address for that.
0: Yeah, we we do. If you go to the scubaobsessed.com website, click on the link, uh, Diving Conditions and the top one is that is the buoy but what's cool is this is something that I actually wanted to build last year it's got thermistors thermal resistors thermistors is that what they call those yeah. uh hanging down the line so you get temperature reading at at all different depths and they're plotting it this is exactly the type of information that I've been wondering because I you know in my mind I'm trying to understand what affects the visibility and how everything happens cuz it, you never you just never seem to know it, I mean, the logic doesn't like you'd think when we had that storm yesterday that that should have just killed this. But the way the water stratifies in Lake Michigan, it doesn't necessarily mean that. And actually, Mac, I thought yesterday we had good surface vis the the vis on the surface. Yeah. I, I was getting six or seven feet on the surface, which yeah. there's been times this summer where I've gotten out and I bet surface vis wasn't three feet. You know when you're hang, when you're on the anchor line off the front of the boat and you can't see the boat,
1: yeah.
0: uh, that that vis isn't that good. And then. But then in the water, man, that was at 65 degrees, 70 degrees on the surface.
1: Yeah. Well, it's like today, like right now, I'm looking at it now. The air temperature uh, at the buoy is 72 degrees. The water temperature at the surface is 77.5. Significant wave height right now, uh, it's on a 10-minute average, is 0. 0.5 feet. So it's like, let's do it. And then they give the uh, period of the waves, the frequency, it's 2.8 seconds. And the thermistors, I'm not sure why they use, um, it's like 13 feet. Uh, 20 feet, 30, 36, 43, just about 50, 55, and 62 is where the thermocouples are or their thermistors are. And today the thermocline is between 36 and 42 feet, and it drops about 20 degrees. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely felt that yesterday. But oh, it, it, but I noticed that once you, you started getting down at depth, we had – did you notice going down the line that there's a pretty good current
1: there? Uh, yeah, because when we got to the end, I didn't know if you noticed where the anchor went. Since we couldn't see our buoy, uh-huh. the drifted towards shore. That whole plume from the anchor was totally away from the wreck.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That Which was.
1: was
0: uh, yeah, and I and I noticed okay. that, that anchor with the waves. It was making the chain bounce in the bottom, so it was kind of making everything kind of muck up in that clay bottom. It was almost like smoke. Yep. Uh, but. You know, and, and I don't think anybody is going to believe us because I think the visibility was the best I think I have seen in Lake Michigan or very close to I, I mean, we've gone up north and I think that was as good as we had at uh, Sheboygan last year. I don't well, think like we had... sir,
1: when we can go down at the 50 foot level looking down and see a wreck that's 80 feet long and see its entirety. Plus, that's darn good vis, and the yes. best I've ever seen out there.
0: Yeah, so we had an honest 80 feet of vis, if not more.
1: I, and I would say more.
0: Yeah, so I've I've got to make up that line. I'm I'm gonna I'm determined. I'm gonna make up a line for measuring visibility. Uh, they've they've got some discs that they make, which is used for uh, from the surface. So if you're in a boat and you're doing water sampling, you drop this. It's like a disc and it's on a cord, and you put it down in the water. And when you can't see the pattern then that's the stop of your viz but i want to do something for when you're diving you know where you you like coming down an anchor line you stretch it out from there and then you have a good measurement
1: well it's pretty easy on ours he had a tape measure yeah he's eight yeah. foot out and you can still see him measuring and you see behind him
0: well and, and then when you have an object that you're diving on and you know the size of that object and what you can see that also plays in and helps as
1: well yeah but i all i know is Everybody missed a good one yesterday. <laughs>
0: yeah, if you weren't out with us on that dive, you missed it. And there was there was only three of us on that boat, so and it was a midweek dive. Can't beat that, at least for us working stiffs. And then after the uh, the dive, we got uh, we did a little bit of mowing the lawn, or it, it, mowing the lawn if you're cutting a path, I guess, because we just took it slow coming back in
1: we got some interesting targets we need to go back and play with.
0: Yeah, pl- plenty of things to, in, to interest us. But just, you know, we're getting a better feel for the topography of the bottom. Uh, you know, some of the valleys there where it would dip down and then things would get bright on the side scan. You know, it'd be kind of uh, a lighter color, um, you know, and some hard pack, uh, you know, a couple little holes. And then every once in a while, the bottom would rise unnaturally up.
1: Yeah, I like those bumps.
0: Yeah. We just got to do, the, we, we, what we need to do is just have a bunch of those weights there. And when we see one of those bumps, we just drop something off the back and then go and try and find the weight.
1: Uh, yeah. I'm all for that. Yeah. As Matter we of got,
0: fact, I think there's
1: more 100-foot buoys time
0: here. Yeah. That's what we need to do. So, but that was great. So we had Gull Lake. We had that. I think the, that's, I like to say that's it, but that's that's it but we've had no, some
1: no we've been doing we did the silver beach in the south pier oh uh, part of that was metal detecting, and the other part was grubby mm-hmm. and we did uh some metal detecting underwater there at in indian lake in the middle of the week we did eagle lake uh that was a SAS one uh let's see wreck diving wreck diving we did go lake again uh we did the structures yes Structure diving there off the intakes Yep. Um uh, and it wasn't exactly diving the part it was. We did some pump work there at Magician Lake.
0: hmm mm-hmm. Yes.
1: So yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks.
0: Yep, we've consumed quite a few tanks of air. Plus yeah, I've and got there's my
1: no pawpaw lake in there yet either. You notice that? No. We've been so busy we haven't hit pawpaw.
0: No, we've kept you out of pawpaw. That's gotta be a first. I don't know. Month, huh? Have you ever made a month without diving in Papa?
1: <laughs> no, I don't think so. Except this is the first.
0: Yeah. So that. I like tells...
1: diving any day.
0: Oh yeah. I mean that, that's like the. I mean all the diving's great, but the wreck diving there's just nothing to compare, especially when you're when you're on objects that are interesting like what we've been seeing. Yeah. Uh, and then also over the last couple of weeks I've been on a hunt for a dry suit. I've been determined that I'm going to get a brand new, or at least new to me, dry suit. And I've walked in the stores a couple times with the money and haven't made the purchase. So uh, I've got it narrowed down to about a dozen brands and 40 different suits. So that's pretty good. <laughs> but, Darren, uh, you're
1: getting a little bubbly there in your speech.
0: A little bubbly? I'm just yeah. thinking of not being cold.
1: <laughs> okay, now you're good. You're good again. You were You were sort of breaking up. Oh, okay. Uh,
0: That's what yeah. I thought by bubbly. Yeah. So you, oh, I thought you meant excited, but uh, no. No,
1: bubbly, I, I, the speech was. I
0: was, a I was siloning.
1: Bit, yeah. Uh-huh. Cyclone.
0: Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, looking, looking for that dry suit. Um, I went in and tried the White's Fusion on twice now. And just like everybody says, the first time you try on that suit, it's a pain in the butt. Second time, not so bad. First time, I just didn't like the fit. There's just too much material. I think they had me in a larger suit, and they are telling me I needed a larger suit yet, so uh, it kind of made me nervous. And then uh, I went to another dive shop and uh, tried on three or four dry suits, and with air conditioning, I was roasting so hot. By the time you put on undergarments and everything, uh, I, I sweated through the clothes I was wearing. They felt so bad they gave me a T-shirt. So that was, I tried uh, Pinnacle, which uh, that was a nice dry suit. That was a neoprene. You know, I actually kind of didn't think I'd like the neoprene, but uh, that wasn't too bad. That was, that I think was the closest to diving a wetsuit. The Fusion is very flexible. I'm just still a little nervous about all that extra material that they're bagging up in that outer, you know, it's a two layer. You got the bag in the middle and then everything pulls it all together. And then, actually, I was surprised. I tried a bear. Bear had a bi-laminate suit. Unfortunately, outside my budget price range. I think the base suit price was twenty five hundred dollars. And then you can still I have. Quick? Pardon me.
1: Uh, can I make a quick note? Sure. I went out to lunch today with a dive buddy, jump buddy, and he was talking about he just had an advertisement for bears at less than eight hundred bucks.
0: Really? Yeah. See, bear has a lot of them. Sass has a bear. And, uh, there's, they have theirs with a kit for about 14. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's more of a shell, you know, it's not a, uh, tri-lamb or anything. It's a more, a, a a dual layer shell. And, uh, that one, and that one comes with undergarments and that one is about $1,400. So, but you said that friend had one for less, which I'm, I'm you know, and that's the thing. That's what I, Jim and I keep running, running back to is it's like, you know, we, I, I, I'm, I need something. My, uh. My wetsuit boots, I got two sets of wetsuit boots. Uh, both of those got tore up this summer, you know, just from uh, as many times as we're diving. My summer five-finger gloves have, have died. I'm onto my three-finger winter gloves. Uh, you know, my wetsuit, i it's held it's pretty well. Uh, it's an Aqualung 7mm wetsuit, but, suit, but, you know, it's getting it's, the, it's, the creases and the stretches and... I've got to put some patches here and there. So I don't think it's in any condition for me to be ice diving in a wetsuit this year. So I'm looking, do I buy a wetsuit or buy a dry suit? So I'm convinced I'm buying a dry suit. But uh, so even the inexpensive dry suit is going to be better than a wetsuit. I'm, I'm starting to get that fit is going to be really my critical thing. You know, can I get the fit that I like that I'm gonna be happy with?
1: Well, even I went and looked at those myself, but I looked at my Viking favorites and that one is fourteen hundred bucks your Viking yeah, the Viking I was looking at was it new uh, it's one of those new, but it's an old new, if you know what I mean Yeah. A couple of years hadn't been sold.
0: Yeah. Well, that's not bad for a Viking, though. No, it's
1: the heavy-duty one, it's, it's a commercial unit. I like it a lot. But that neck dam always gives me, you know, if I could use a a hat again, I'd like to do that. Oh. So I wouldn't have that constriction around my so, neck.
0: Yeah. So, well, yeah. but here, here's, Mac, here's something that you should try. I went with Kurt to the dive shop. He went with me. We took a day off of work and drove into Chicago. A two-hour drive took four hours in but we made it in there and he had a new neck ring put on his dry suit. And actually I have to say watching what he, the way he's been able to maintain his dry suit has even encouraged me more to getting one. Cause I'm not, yeah, you know, cause I, it's always been one of those things where the, it's the horror stories that I hear, you know, somebody getting out in a boat and they tear their seal and now they can't go do a dive. Yeah, you know, my wetsuit, <laughs> you know, you can shoot a bullet through it. I'm still going to be able to throw, throw that on and dive uh but he he had his neck seal replaced and it was silicone and yeah i've because, heard
1: that I'd, and, I'd like to see that
0: yeah and he's got it on his you'll have to take a look at it and the, and it wasn't expense it wasn't bad it's was like a hundred and eighty one dollars to have that put on the dry suit so my thought is i can get a maybe a less expensive dry suit with less options And then when I finally get to the point where I need to replace the next seal, then go ahead and go that route. And the thing with silicone is they can't glue the silicone. So that's why you're seeing a lot of these ring systems where you're able to replace the seal. And that silicone is really flexible, Mac. I think you'd like it.
1: Now, are you you talking about this seal goes on a ring system? They've
0: they've got a ring collar. And that collar has a groove in it. So it's kind of like the spline, putting spline in a screen. And so the silicone neck seal goes around and the spline goes there. And you don't have to take it in and out of the spline. It's a normal neck seal. But when you tear it, you pull 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 that out and you put a new neck seal in and you're you're good to go
1: it's just like your 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 seals for your dry gloves only for your neck the company
0: that makes them does both it was the same company it was doing both of them but the the gloves i actually thought was pretty cool it was a ring system and you don't even have to you know we're on the neck seal it was like a spline you know, mm-hmm. that you had to put in uh for the for the gloves it's just a ring you've got a ring that goes on the inside of the glove and then you got another ring that slides over the outside And they kind of wedge together. And then the same thing happens in the ring that you have in your dry suit. And then you put the glove on, twist lock, and you're done.
1: So Kurt has this on his neck ring?
0: Yep. He's got the silicone neck ring.
1: I got to look at that, though.
0: You got to take a look at it. Very flexible, very soft. Uh, I'm hearing a lot of good things about the silicone. So, but I was all worried about that, you know, I needed to get that on my first dry suit because it's, yeah, I'm planning on having the dry suit for five years, but seeing what he did, I'm kind of like, ah, dive, dive what you get. And then when it starts to tear or seal, lose it, then go ahead and put that on. And then for the, uh, the wrist seals, I'm just going to buy that ring system, I think. Interesting. Yeah. That, uh, the next seal I want to say was 181, 86, or was that the gloves? The gloves might've been even less, but, uh. What I'll do is uh, I'll I'll throw that in the show notes as well for anybody who wants to to see what those those systems were. Unpaid advertisement. I should charge them, but uh, that was actually kind of uh, nice that they had. But yeah, I, I, I'm glad
1: you're doing all
0: the. Oh, uh, I I wore myself out putting on those dry suits. I was to the point where I was glad they didn't have any more for me to try on because I don't think I could have done it. Well, plus you start getting a week they because they don't they didn't really have this my sizes. That's, you know, that maybe maybe that's my soapbox for this week. Uh, you know, I, there's a lot of local dive shops that complain that we're not using them. Uh, but you've got to have stuff in stock. So I'm traveling to what I call my new local dive shops that are farther away. You know, Kalamazoo, Lansing, Chicago just so I can try stuff on and touch it. That's what I want to do. And, and even the bigger dive shops aren't carrying enough of an inventory where there's stuff in my size. And I don't think I'm that tough to fit, but there's just the, there, nobody carries any inventory. So what's happened is the local dive shops have started to complain that the online retailers are taking business away from them. But what they're doing is they're becoming local versions of the online retailers. They're not carrying any inventory the same way the online guys don't carry any inventory. And then, They've got to order it in to get it. And I don't like doing a custom order from a local dive shop for something that I'm going to be obligated for. I want to come and try it on. If it fits, I buy it. And then you don't get the instant gratification of I want it because they don't have it. So I don't know what the answer is. I don't know what the industry is going to do. But I can't think of any other hobby or sport where you can't go into your store. If I go into a fishing Supply store. They've got lures. They got fishing poles. I'm going to be able to get bait. If I go into a hunting store, I'm going to be able to get ammunition and my license. But I go into a dive shop and I want a dry suit. I can't get a dry suit. Oh well.
1: Well, I can understand the economics because the overhead on maintaining or having that. With the potential of not selling it, that's considerable, I mean, like yeah. you're saying, they're talking fifteen hundred two grand for a suit that if nobody buys, then they've got sitting on their shelf
0: oh well right, and this and it the stuff does get old, seals get old, inventory moves, manufacturers come up with new models. But And maybe it's not just the dive shops. So these manufacturers need to help them out. Yeah. You know, what, what's, what's wrong with them having a trailer with 40 in stock and they pull up the dive shop and say, hey, SAS is going to have a White's dry suit. Anyone you want, you got right here in stock and we've got it. So the manufacturer picks up the risk. They sell a whole bunch that weekend. Uh, I mean, there, there's gotta be ways this industry, if it's going to create and grow has got to come up with better ways of selling this gear, a dive shop, you know, like, uh, you know, and I talked to the dive owners, you know, we got rich Sinowick and we got Rick at SAS and all those, and they, they can't carry all the lines. Um, uh, and, and, and so, and that's hard to support a local dive shop. If I want to buy fourth element undergarment, uh, the shop that might have the dry suit I want doesn't have that. And everybody's trying to bundle. So I don't know. As a consumer, I just don't think it's a vet-friendly experience for actually a sport that can be a pain in the butt at times. I mean, we, we, we do a lot of this work to get in the water for 30 to 60 minutes. Yep. So there's my soapbox. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm still looking for a dry suit. It's going to be it's close, I I, I but we'll see. We'll see i was uh, I was real close a couple of times.
1: <sighs> well, in a way, I'll be glad to see you have one, so you'll dive more, but by the same token, you'll probably dive more when I can't because I'm still wet but
0: i uh, I don't know i mean uh, i mean you i don't know if it depends if you're not doing ice dives i the 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 thing is i'm I know I'm getting older, but it's only been a year, but I'm just getting to where. Being hot at the surface, and I know I'm still going to be hot at the surface this time of year, but being hot and then being cold and then being hot, just the temperature swings are starting to get to me. It's actually, it's easier for me to dive in the winter than in the summer, I think. You know, when when we do our ice dives, it hasn't been that bad.
1: (laughs) Generally not, but it sure helps having that little ice shanty.
0: Oh, that ice shanty does. And then all the prep that we do. Oh. Okay. Well, I think we've about done it. I, don't, I didn't grab a, a bad scuba joke of the week. I was just happy to get through the technical problems and be able to do a recording.
1: Well, after so- two weeks off, it's about time you got back on the air.
0: Oh, yeah, taking it, it real easy. And then iTunes never came up, so we'll get to that five-star review. So keep them coming. We appreciate it. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, it's Scuba Obsessed on Twitter. Uh, you can also go to Facebook.com forward slash Scuba Obsessed. Once Google has the business side of it going, we'll be there as well. Uh, again, if you're interested in helping out uh, the Scuba Obsessed cause. Oh, we did have somebody buy some uh, Scuba Obsessed swag from the store, Zazzle. Our store, you can click over from the website onto stuff. We did somebody buy what we call the tank stickers. Uh, they said they're not exactly waterproof, so I'm going to make sure uh, as soon as I figure out how to log back into that site to change the name of them. So just be aware that they're, they, they said they don't run, but the material, whatever they're on, isn't really durable. So they're more above the surface stickers than below what i'm thinking about doing is making a license plate not license plate a bumper sticker with the scuba obsessed logos and then you can cut those up and use them as tank stickers uh plus i'll be redoing the logo i don't say redoing the logo risk refreshing it that was a temporary logo so i'm going to be upgrading it uh and if anybody's bought anything from there let me know drop me a line we'll definitely give you a thanks for it and I'm just kind of curious to see what you think. You know, the glasses are they durable? Are they holding up? Do you like drinking out of them? I need I need to order some of that stuff, but everything's going in the dry suit fund at the moment.
1: Okay,
0: well I think we've about done it for another week. Anything you want to plug, my, Mac?
1: No, but if there's anybody from Samoa out there, I still need to know who you are.
0: Oh, oh, also, Mac, did you did you happen to catch uh, the new tracking that we're doing on the website?
1: Uh, no, I haven't. I, I just got back on the, the line the other day to find out what uh, that uh, system I use for when I fly, uh-huh. the format and everything. I had to reinstitute my information and update my logs. And so, no, I haven't. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, on the Scuba Obsessed site, you've always been able to go to About and the fans, and you can put your pin on there. And that's the preferred way to do it. We really want you to go and do that. That shows uh, us who's actually wants to take the time and is really engaged. So we appreciate that. We want to get somebody from all over the world, but we're also tracking just regular visitors. And there's a little map down there along the bottom on the right side, kind of you can sneak on. And uh, we've been tracking that for about a week or so now, and you can see where throughout the world people are just visiting and those are the ones who don't register so we call our class a or first class scuba obsessed fans are the ones that intentionally place their pin on the map and then everybody else will call them the coach class people but uh they're valuable too so we appreciate you listening to the show um and until next week uh, why don't you go out there and get wet
1: and stay safe
0: Okay, and then we've got. Uh, uh, oh, I didn't. I didn't mention it. Uh, Craig is going to be driving in ice diving, driving diving in Iceland on first uh, of uh, December.
1: Can you say envious?
0: He says if anybody's keen, yeah. then he then go with him.
1: Yeah, uh, it's called cha ching cha
0: Iceland. And Iceland's a warm one.
1: <laughs> Have you noticed on uh, the Mud Club site, intense debate account, I cannot get on there anymore? It will not recognize anything I do? Have you had that problem?
0: No, it. I thought it was recognizing what you were doing.
1: I can get on and log under, uh, let me see what the hell, Scoob Obsessed. But when I want to do something different, it says, please log to your Intense Debate account, and none of my logs will work.
0: You might need to do a forgotten password. You, you might just not be.
1: I've done that, too, and it, no matter what I do, if I get a new one, I try it in, it will not acknowledge me.
0: Hmm.
1: So I'm almost going to have to go back and redo everything.
0: Yeah, because your, your comments have been going up. I haven't had to approve them myself.
1: Well, yeah, that part I can, but it doesn't require me to do this. Like edit comments, I just checked into the hours, and there's a a pending comment. One, I can't find it. And second, I couldn't try, it refuses to let me look at something to update it. I don't know why that suddenly is occurring. Uh, There's comments now. I'm looking at it, and I don't know. Let me see what that says. Yeah, I, I click on that, then it says log in. Well, I'm already there and I'm logged in to uh, do my updates, but I don't know what this is about.
0: Well, we got some people in the chat room. Um,
1: Which one in Skype?
0: Uh, you, you're not in Talk shoe, but. Uh, no, I'm not. Uh, we've got, uh, we had uh, Craig Ogtool. He was there. Dave uh, popped in. Uh, his, Dave last week, uh, I think his daughter. Just got certified, so he built his own dive buddy. So, uh, he, and uh, he's been going, going for his dive master.
1: Are you talking about which Dave are you talking?
0: Uh, Dave uh, Toneman. Yeah.
1: Oh, okay, not yeah. not at, our at, other yeah. Dave. Okay.
0: And then we have another uh, diver, dive SC, uh, who says they're glad that we're back, and he's diving Cooper River Saturday.
1: Oh, the dog, the dog.
0: Well, we're going to be diving Cooper River, too. It's just going to not be Saturday. It's going to be, October. is that October?
1: Yes, 8,
0: 9. October 8, 9. We're going to be down there.
1: Actually, I'm going to be down there the 7, if not before.
0: Yeah. I need to check with to Rich to, to see to if I need to bring a spare lever for that one. Say what? I got to check with Rich to see if I need to bring my spare lever. Meaning that he's going to be drinking pretty heavy.
1: Oh, okay.
0: not during the dive but after the
1: dive oh okay then you still got to drive home
0: somebody's got to drive home might not be me (laughs) sounds like a good time and then uh we've got uh clrh2o from denver colorado so thank you for listening
1: dear water huh i like that That's good
0: so what, uh, doing they're doing their search and recovery this weekend. Oh, that's nice. So, uh, one of your specialties, uh, get to play around. Uh, okay. Yeah. Robert Clearwater. Great. Have you talked to Jim today? I saw he, he just came on Skype.
1: Yeah, I just had the email, and he's trying to get me to maybe dive Saturday night, I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> oh, is that he's trying to get uh, Jim Schultz?
1: No, no, Cleman. Uh, Cleman. Oh, you were talking about Jim's on.
0: Yeah. The other the other Jim. The other Jim. So he he, <laughs> he can text you, but he can't come on the program. Uh, I see how he goes. Give him some grief. He he, we're, he He's planning on coming back. We just got to come up with a different night. This is his inventory night. So we probably have to move off Thursdays. So Thursdays have been good. Thursdays has always been kind of my safe night. Uh, when I was on the posse, that used to be the night that I used to do a lot of stuff with that continuing training, but, uh, well, we'll, we'll find a spot. We'll get him back on the show. Yeah, you definitely need to thank Rich. Rich is the one who connected us with uh, Captain Tom as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to it. But like I said, we need to get together and figure out what we're going to talk about.
0: Yeah, yeah, we do. So, But Jim's working on you for the, the dive. I just wish I wasn't out of town. We're just not pl- planning the summer real well.
1: Well, you guys had a lot of intentions.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, we've gotten a lot of diving in. It's just that.
1: In spite of that, we're getting some good stuff in.
0: Yeah. What I need to to do with him is I, I need to get my wife to distract his wife on those weekends. He doesn't think he can dive. See, and that's the other thing I'm thinking about is that, you know, it's one thing to have to be messing around with your dive gear. And getting all that stuff together. But when you add boats into the mix, that's a whole nother level of preparation.
1: Yes, it is.
0: So when we go and do a dive on the boat, it is literally nine hours from the time we start to the time we end. Yes. So we need to, especially when we get these great targets and we need to be getting more bottom time than what we've had, we've got to somehow figure out how we... Speed that up.